All right. So, Dan. Didi. Since it's just me and you. Just two of us today. Just a yep, reservation just for two. two. Of us. Yeah, yeah, reservation just for two. two of us. Yeah. We've kind of been teasing this a little bit, but whatever. Right. The know, two of us. This is, yeah, the big debut of the two. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's changing, though. So I'm this going is, yeah. to... Yeah, nothing's changing. Yeah. I'm still going to ask you a very serious question to start this. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So I was watching this show, kind of obsessed with over the last week, called Indian Matchmaking on okay. Netflix. It's incredible. It's like a matchmaker because like over, you know, in their culture, like they do like arranged marriages like still. But now because like, you know, millennials and stuff, there's mat- there's matchmakers. It's a little more difficult, you know, to do mm-hmm. these arranged marriages. So they have a matchmaker right. and that's what the whole show's about. And wow. here's what I'm asking you. Okay. Would you trust your mom or dad or whomever in your family, your sister to pick someone for you to spend the rest of your life with? Could you do... And like, could you trust them to pick the person that you're going to marry? Not a chance in hell. There's no <laughs> way. Literally nobody. And if any of my family is listening, sorry, not sorry, that there's nobody. Really, may, maybe one of my maybe one of my sisters. I'm not going to say which one either. But um, yeah, no way. No, there's there's no way. And especially because I've been through some of that stuff like with my mom, we'd have like a conversation. I'd tell her that I, that I, you know, broke up with a girl and like, she'd get mad at me and she'd be like, well, we really liked her. I'm like, well, I didn't. And that's what you should care about. You know? So we would, there would we'd be on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, yeah, there's, there's no way I could trust them to, I mean, even to set up a date, I, I don't even think I could do that, have done that. I just, you know, I've got a lot of faith in my family, but not when it comes to to that. I think I'd rather be alone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's extreme, but there's no because I've had. A, yeah, I've been you know, I've seen enough of that where I know that that would be completely horrible. I mean, what about you? No, God, no. Like <laughs> while I was watching that, I was kind of getting anxious because there are some where like the parents are very intense, right? Where mm-hmm. they're like, gotta find a gotta find a wife for my kid by December. And like I'm assuming it's like the summer or whatever. They're like, yeah. this is when I need you to be married by 25 in the summer. You're embarrassing the whole family. It's mm-hmm. wild, right? Mm-hmm. And right. I'm just thinking of like just my parents never, never. My parents, my sister, nobody, none. Like, no offense to them, but like, there's no way that they could ever do that for me. I don't know. What, just, what about what about the reverse side of it? We're both definitely on the same page there. Would you be able to do it like for your sister? Yes. You'd be confident. Percent. I'd be very confident. <laughs> I'd be very confident doing it for my sister. Very, very confident. Yeah. I feel like I could do it for most people. Most you people. actually, yeah. If anybody could, it's absolutely you. I'd put yeah. I put a lot, uh, a lot of stock in that. That's for sure. Yeah. Because you know when it's not the right person. So I'd assume you know when it is the right person. Yeah. Uh, You know, spoken from experience myself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because think about it, Dan. You came out here to LA. uh, My wife told you to get new shoes. And now you're in a happy relationship. (laughs) It was just as simple as that. You know, just a little advice from the Dudleys. And here we are. You know, happy in a relationship. Everything's been good since then. Yeah. We can do this. But have you ever been set up by your parents? Like, has your mom ever, like, nudged you one way? She's tried. <laughs> She's tried to uh, with, like, her hairdresser or something like that. And Ooh, okay. I'm just like, no, just no. And, you know, you know, she's telling me that we have a lot in common. I'm like, name something. She got nothing. You know, it's like, so you can't go based off of that. So she's a, she's attempted to once. And, you know, I, I definitely had to shut it down immediately. and. Yeah, there's no way that she'd be able to line up somebody for me that we I'd get along with. There's just there's just no way. Yeah, I've never I've never been set up with my parents, but I've been set up by friends and they've all been terrible. Mm. And to the point where I've literally gone to those friends and said to them, "Do you know me?" Right. Have you ever met me? You thought that I should be dating this girl that think, like yeah, has nothing in common. You would think that your friends know you you know even though it's weird to speak about that with your family probably knows you the best but like on like a real level on how you interact with somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with you think you'd be able to trust your friends the most and the fact that 
that can't happen, I mean, no chance. You guys, no chance. <laughs> it's, no all chance. Our, it's all on our own. It's all on our own or a Netflix show. Yeah, seriously. Go watch it, though. It's very great. I'm telling I you, it's, it. it's great. I did see it scrolling through, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. What it's is on this your explore page. You're going to get to it. It's great. Okay. I'm telling you. It's just, it's fascinating to watch. Like, Indian matchmaking. Go check it out. <laughs> What's up? It's Didi and Dan brunch breakdown what's going on uh we got a packed show for you guys today it's just me and dan no chris that's a mystery we'll tell you about <laughs> we'll hopefully tell you about that at some point right but uh we've got a lot on the menu today a lot on the menu first we'll start it off of course with get it off your chest we're going to talk about the rock own uh, now owning the xfl i i really don't understand it that much <laughs> um but but we'll see um dan's got an awesome topic tell us about that dan so we obviously it's been a very unique year with 2020. We had an interesting discussion last week. And the one I want to bring to the table this week is if you could have one element, one normal element of your life back, forget COVID, forget anything. It's a safe environment. If you could have one element back, what would that be? So there's a lot of things to think about there, whether it's going to bars, going to concerts, sporting events, different things. So we're going to take a deep, deep dive into that one. Can't wait for that. Also, we've got Firefest. They're doing an auction for Firefest stuff. Yes. And we're going to go through that. And I, I got to know if you would buy anything because some of it, it looks pretty legit. Not going right. to lie. And then we've got a bunch of rapid fire topics that maybe we'll get to, maybe not. But we'll, of course, we'll end with uh, what we're listening to. And there's a lot of been a lot of good releases coming out. So we'll yeah. be talking about those. But uh, let's get it started with uh, Get It Off Your Chest. Dan, go ahead. Get it off your chest there. Okay. Well, if anybody knows me, they know that I'm the king of pumpkin spice season. And for me, it lasts for roughly six months out of the year. And we're approaching that season. I mean, anything and everything that people find, you know, friends and family find something in the store they've never seen before. That's pumpkin spice. They're buying it. They're buying it for me because uh, I love it. And I'm basic that way. And I fully embrace it. I think Chris hates it, uh, but secretly uh, he's a you know fan of he's supporting it. Um so I'm I'm fully, you know, ready for pumpkin spice season. Now, with that being said, I've always had kind of my own rule where it doesn't start until Labor Day. So that first that holiday, that first holiday Monday in September, even though it's still summer and we probably still get 90 degree temperatures anywhere throughout the country, that's when it's okay to start pumpkin spice season. That's still very early for some other people, but this isn't for you. This is for me. I'm granting uh, a waiver, an exception waiver this year to start it a little bit earlier. I'm going to allow pumpkin spice season to start September 1st, which is a little bit less than a week early. It doesn't seem like much, but you know what? This has been a ridiculous year and you know, we need to find something positive and, and this is what I'm doing. I'm embracing pumpkin spice season early this year, something I'm usually not in favor of. Um, I know a lot of stores are jumping on board. Starbucks is jumping on board early as well. But for me, September 1st, calendar changes. We're, we're less than a month away now, now that we're finally into August. But pumpkin spice season, getting an early start this year for 2020 to embrace something positive. Um, and then that'll last completely through the holidays into roughly uh, the second week of February for me. So um, you know, I'm trying to think of things that are, you know, to look forward to. There's not a whole lot right now. So, uh, the early exemption waiver for pumpkin spice season to start a couple of days early. It's the official announcement for 2020. You're welcome, everybody. Here's the thing, Dan, <laughs> why not start it now? Like, what are you waiting on? It's, still, I, don't get- I don't know. I feel like it's still a little too early. I think I need to give summer its due because here's the thing. I think Chris touched on this a couple of weeks ago where if we're still roughly in a state that we're in right now in our country with COVID and it probably, we probably will be in October, November, December, we're really going to have nowhere to go and nothing to do. We really won't even be able to go outside in most parts of the country, maybe not where you are, but we're going to be driving ourselves crazy with being stuck, staying inside. If we can't go to sporting events, if we can't, you know, still you know like for for over here where we are in pennsylvania a lot of places has opened up all these outdoor dining areas since reduced capacity indoor well that's not going to be around come snowfall 
So we could really be driving ourselves crazy um, for that. So I'm trying to, for that reason, I'm trying to embrace summer as long as I can, give it its fair shake. Um, maybe, maybe one of those last days in August, it'll get to the point. Check back in with me within a couple of weeks and see if I bump this uh, <laughs> this start date up any earlier. But I'm trying to at least embrace summer for what's left of it uh, before we, you know, dip the toes into fall. But right. I would. I would have it all year round if I could because it's all amazing. I love it. Honestly, would. But it makes me appreciate it a little bit more when I only have it for six months out of the year versus 12. I, no, I hear you. Because the only reason I say that, why not just have it, you know, right now is just because, like, the only place that I go to really, like, on the it, is like Target and, mm-hmm. well, yeah, Target and Starbucks. That's yeah. literally it. The only places I really go to <laughs> on a consistent basis right now. So I'm just like, I mean, why not just get it going? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If I see it when I go to the grocery store, if I start to see that merchandise out, I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing okay. it. Okay. So I'll I be tempted. I think it's going to be out soon. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, it's going to be out soon. So I'll be tempted to, you know, I'll definitely purchase it and I'll be tempted to to crack open uh, a little bit early if necessary. So we'll see. But it'll definitely be earlier than usual this year. Man, well, no. here's what I need to get off my chest, Dan. Okay. Um, I want to apologize to the NBA. I want to apologize because I said on this podcast several times, I've said to anybody who would listen that I thought basketball is going to be too weird. We could live without it. I'm wrong. (laughs) The NBA has done an incredible job with this bubble situation. I love what the arena looks like. I love how they've like basically just, I love that it's small. It's not like what, um, what they're doing with hockey, even though hockey looks good too. It's because it's not in an arena. It's in just, I mean, it's in a very small looking gym. So they black mm-hmm. out everything and you just, and they have all, they've some cool court angles that they're messing with and stuff. The virtual fan thing we talked about last week, I don't really love, but the games are good. Like there's really no defense right now. Cause I feel like everyone's not in game shape, but right. the games are great. The guys are going at it and it doesn't, and I don't miss the crowd. You know, even though they have some pumped in crowd noise and stuff, but I don't miss it. So I am really enjoying the NBA right now. And I don't know if I because I want to say I've been enjoying it more than I have in a long time. But like, I love the NBA. So it's kind of weird to say. But like, I I think it's more so because we're just in quarantine. I have something different to see. But like, I am I'm in on on bubble basketball base bubble baseball. I'm not in no bubble basketball. No, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Have you watched any of the NBA? Have you watched any? I, I have. I've watched quite a bit of it. And I, yeah, I had kind of same hesitation at first of was the quality of basketball going to be good? Was it just going to be too weird? But I've been all in too, man. It's been really entertaining to watch with or without defense. I think the presentation, the game presentation uh, has been great. Um, the players are being smart for the most part, besides Lou Williams and some others that we've called out. Uh, being able to maintain the integrity of the game and of the team's um, so it is, it's, it is exciting just because it's something different and we're seeing live sports again for the first time in a long time. But, you know, aside from that, we've seen how bad, how that's not just, that can't be all of it, right. That we're just seeing it because baseball's been terrible and an absolute joke. And then they're not going to make it. There's no way there's a world series this year, but with basketball, the presentation, the quality, uh, of the whole presentation and everything like that has been really exciting to watch. So I'm all in on it. I love it too. Yeah, I'm all in on it. I, I hockey looks good too, yeah. but hockey never really wor- didn't worry me that much. Just because of the way that you watch hockey on TV, it's you really don't see the crowd. Right, you hear the crowd, but you don't really see it. You know what I mean? In basketball, the crowds, you know, the th- there are people on like all around them. You know what I mean? They're basically mm-hmm. people sitting on the bench in yeah. basketball. So it's like you're used to just seeing the crowds on you know on either side and stuff. But like, I I just love what they've done. But baseball, have to talk about this. Aaron Judge hit like his fifth home run in five games a couple nights ago. It's Yankees Red Sox in August. No crowd. Aaron Judge knocks this homer out and they hit the crowd noise late on the Yes Network that it was like feeding from. And it was so it was so awkward watching him trot around the bases with no one doing anything. Just silence. And the announcers are trying to talk it up, but it just sounds makes it sound even more awkward. Yeah. And it's just it's just sad. It is. And that's yeah, it's just sad watching it. It baseball can't 
get it right. Yeah. And when you're in there, no. they're in the things with they're in their own home stadiums. It only makes it more and more complicated. It's not a good watch on TV. I know there's some diehard baseball fans, uh, you know, out there that probably listen to this podcast as well, but you know, they have to admit that it's, it's not the same. Like it's, it's almost like watching spring training and there's crowds at spring training, yeah. but yeah, with, with that, with there being weird delays and like things that should be exciting, aren't exciting. You know, there's a shortened season. So a lot of these games count, you have rivalries like Red Sox, Yankees, and then it's just like, <laughs> all right then. So it's, 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 it's a tough watch. Baseball is right now, but I don't know. You think they're going to make it through? You think we're going to have a world series? No. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll have baseball. Uh, I don't. I don't know if baseball will be around by the time we record the next brunch breakdown. Wow, so that quickly. Next Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't think we'll have baseball. I really don't. Oh, we, we already got two teams. Yeah, that have you know these COVID outbreaks, and I'm like, are we going to do a third? We're going to do a fourth. What are we going to do here? Right. Like, because they're already postponing all these things and. Uh, Trevor Bauer has been great to follow because he's just been like sounding off against Manfred and everybody else. Because and he's just like, you can't have a pitcher be warmed up and then not have him pitch. You can't have these players do that because like pitching is like crazy. What you're doing with your arm and stuff, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're postponing the game last minute. Don't care. You right. can't do that to guys, no. you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have a routine that they got to go yeah. through, and you're just completely messing around with that. And it affects again, it affects opponents that uh, these teams have played that have these big covert outbreaks. And then depending on w- what park they're in, that affects other teams as we've seen it happen with uh, Miami and how that had the trickle effect with uh, Philadelphia and, and the Yankees and the Orioles and everything like that. So, so you're thinking as soon as a week, yeah, it doesn't look like it's on a good path to, to last. I was going to say, we're definitely getting, um, you know, pumpkin spice season without baseball <laughs> this year. So be ready for that. Yeah. Next week. Done. That's that's what <laughs> I'm call calling. It. We, it's we, shot. we will be out, out out of it by by next week for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, let's get into uh let's get into another big topic this week, one that's near and dear to your heart for sure. Yeah. The Rock now owns the XFL out of nowhere. About what was it 15 minutes before they were filing for bankruptcy? He went yeah. in, bought the XFL for like a quarter of what he does a movie for. And <laughs> Right. For fifteen million, it was, and now The Rock owns the XFL. What the hell does this mean? I have no idea. I have no idea either. I was so confused when this new came news came across, and it is near and dear to my heart because uh, I'm a huge fan of The Rock, but from his wrestling days, and naturally the XFL being a wrestling slash Vince McMahon creation. Um, you know, when the XFL first came back this year, I think a lot of people were relatively pleased with it um it was doing better in a view in the in viewership from what was the other one that they came up with the, the alliance a- of America, a- AAUF, so. aaf or whatever <laughs> yeah whatever um, it was <laughs> you know and that quality of football wasn't great and this one the xfl wasn't much better but i think it was exciting because of the rule changes and things like that the different things they were experimenting with um little did we know it was you know potentially going to be the last football we see until who knows when at this point, to be honest, seriously. Um, <laughs> but you know, he, he was, the rock was a former, you know, college football player played at university of Miami. So he has a passion for the game. And I guess he's doing it to give those guys who aren't like automatically good enough for the NFL to give them a chance. Uh, so he really has a personal, you know, touch with it, but I don't know if this is, good timing or a good idea. And there's still a lot of information that has to come out, whether or not they're going to try to play next season, quote unquote, which would be, you know, the, you know, what February, March of 2021. This is not a good idea, a good time to get into a sports league that just failed. Um, now it failed because of the circumstances going on with, uh, yeah. the pandemic. Um, mostly not completely, but mostly. So, it's an inter- it's a but it's a cheap investment, right? You know, there's I guess potential there, but you know, I think it's all going to come down to like who's going to actually run this league. Is the is the Rock going to be running this league? Is he going to set up a commissioner? Uh, like Vince McMahon brought in Oliver Luck last time, who mostly knows what he's doing. So I'm very very intrigued, almost more so now than the first time it came back. Now that the Rock's involved, yeah, I I because it makes me think that like the Rock 
has an idea like has has a better idea i don't think yeah. it never seemed like vince mcmahon had a better idea than other than i'm just going to change a bunch of rules and then we're just going to throw guys out there and figure it out just like the last time right mm-hmm. i it, it makes me feel like if you have the rock in who is he's somebody who's not you know he's not a dummy the rock doesn't just throw around money for no reason there's right. no reason for the rock to be like i'm going to own half the xfl you know what i mean mm-hmm. unless he actually has a plan or knows some or trust in somebody else that's a part of the group or whatever that is you know that has a plan so I'm interested. I don't, I, I really don't get it. I just am like, okay. I mean, more football is fine, you know? And I think that's another thing. It's like, no one's going to compete with the NFL. Thinking you're going to compete with the NFL is stupid. But like saying there can't be football in the spring is silly. Why not? Like yeah. you can have football in the spring. All these other sports go basically out, like all of the year anyways, except for summer. And then baseball comes and it takes up spring, summer, and fall. You know, everyone else takes up three seasons. There can be more football. You know, it doesn't just have to be the one league. I think I think people will watch it as long as it's not like a joke. Right. That's what I think. And I think yeah. I think you touched on part of it there where even though the XFL was played during the NFL offseason, I think when Vince McMahon ran it, he was still looking at it as competition against the NFL. Right. And he had that mindset. And that's why there were all those issues with like if an XFL player wants to go to an NFL team, it wasn't easy for them to do at all. But I think maybe the rock will look at this differently. Um, and he won't look at as look at it as competition, uh, versus the NFL that he'll really looking at it, at it as a breeding ground. And again, taking back to his story where it's giving those guys a shot, giving those guys a chance. And if they make their way up and perform really well and have a chance at the NFL, he's going to let them go. Um, again, we don't know that yet, but it's just, I think you're right with him. He's having a different idea about how this league should run. And I'm hopeful that that'll be part of it. And I think it could be more successful that way when you kind of look at it as its own entity um, and have a little bit of, you know, camaraderie, you know, with the NFL maybe to make this thing work. All right. Well, Dan, let's get into the main course, dude. Main course. I want to get into your topic, man. I want to, I want to talk, I want to dive into (laughs) this, man. So set this thing up. Let's go. So, you know, we're all desperate to get some sort of normalcy back in our lives and realize it's probably still going to be quite some time. Um, but I'm getting bored. To be honest with you, I'm getting bored. <laughs> Running out of things to do. Um, so it just had me thinking again, because there's nothing else to do besides think. But if you could have one element back of your normal life from yesteryear, what would it be? Again, thinking that it's a completely safe environment, COVID free, and then it would be kind of set up normally as it is, you know, for some examples, it's like, you want to be able to go to a bar and sit at a bar and not have to worry about, again, wouldn't have to worry about anything, no masks, no nothing. Um, and you'd be able to do that as often as you want. Uh, like, would it be going to concerts where that's a little less frequent, but you know, maybe a little bit more unique, uh, going to live sporting events. We talked about how Everything we're watching on TV with no fans right now, which rather be sporting events, uh, parties, going to like bigger parties with friends and being comfortable. I know there was just that, what that party just got busted in Beverly Hills. The police got called on them, right? There was a bunch of people there. <laughs> so, oh my God. You know, dude. be able to do that without having to worry about um, things like that. You know, going to festivals, beer fests. I, I'm a big fan of going to beer festivals and you know, those are completely off the table this year. Um, so I'm curious, like what, if you could only pick one element, you know, to, to go back to, and again, not just one time for, but you know, maybe a period of a month where you get unlimited access to bar concerts, sporting events. What do you, uh, what are you picking to get some normalcy back with? See, this is hard. Cause there's like levels to this, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, what do I miss the most? I miss concerts the most. Like I, I live in the city where there's a concert every single night, like every, on every block. There's multiple concerts everywhere, right? Any music you ever want to hear in your life. So I miss that the most. I do. But if I could have one element back, it would just be like, I just want to, I, I want to go to the, I want to be able to just go to get my hair cut. <laughs> like, 
That's it. I want to be able to just go get my haircut if I need my haircut. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes it's like, you know, I get my haircut probably like once a month, right? So, but sometimes, you know, I'll have to go shoot something or whatever. Like yesterday, I had to go shoot, I had to like shoot something over Zoom. It was a really big deal. But like, had to make sure I was allowed to wear a hat because I'm like, I got mad quarantine hair right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? I got quarantine (laughs) hair right now. And I couldn't just go get my haircut because like, I could just go do that. That's what I wish I could do more than anything is just be able to go get my haircut whenever I want it. If I need to get a haircut next week, I can just go. If I need to get a haircut tomorrow, I can just go. Like, you can't do that right now because I feel like they're closing. They close, like, hair salons, barbershops. Like, there's different rules every day, like, for for that here. It's, you know, one day they're open. Like, one week they're open. Then the next week it's like, all right, if you you want to cut hair outside in your parking lot, you want to set it up. You could do it then. Then it's like, all right, everything's shut down. And then they're open again. They're shut down again. It's like, it's been, they've probably been closed and open probably like four or five times. And I, yeah. And I know a lot of barbers are doing um, like at home things and I'm like super clean. And I trust my barber, but I'm like, mm, I I just, yeah, I just can't do it. I don't, I don't want anybody in my house. I don't know. Right. So <laughs> it's, but yeah, but that's what I would have wow. back. I would want that more than anything. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, there is. There's a lot of layers to this. I think I'm with you there where I think I miss going to concerts the most. Now, obviously, I don't have is the ability to go to them as frequently uh, as you and I really wish I did. But, <laughs> you know, I think I'm I think I could let that one go for now for, for now for now for now. For now. Let's just get that clear. Yeah. I'll tell you what next year at this time, we better be concerts deep. <laughs> by now um no matter what the size um so i I don't know if i would pick that one part of me just wants to i kind of think chris would well not to speak on behalf of chris i'm gonna speak on behalf of chris i think part of him would say sporting events so he could go to a football game i think that part but he's mentioned to to us and to me many times how much he misses even just going to a bar and sitting at a bar uh and just being able to do that um so that part, that part, uh, it hurts. That part bums me out. You know, even though we can still go to restaurants, it's just not, not the same. Man, I came up with this question. I really don't even have a good answer for what I <laughs> want to do the most. I think, I think it maybe would. I guess you could say travel, which I know you can still do, Ooh, but okay. you also shouldn't. <laughs> you know, like traveling to, you know, L.A. Something I, I like to do frequently and haven't been able to do in a long time now. Um, not being able to, to do that. I think even just being able to do that once would be a big relief, uh, to be able to take a vacation, um, without having to be so worried about where it is that we're going, who we're going to be around, what can we do? What can't we do? So I think like just getting in an airplane and traveling and going to a different city and enjoying it is something that I would probably like to take, to take the opportunity to have for one, you know, one period of that, uh, some normalcy back because it's like a long time of going from like, like, when can we travel again? You know, we still don't know when that's going to be. We think, I think that some of this other stuff could open up before that, but who knows, man, there's, you know, a lot that could, uh, that we could all benefit from (laughs) one of these if in this fantasy question, but, um, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe travel would, would be it. See, travel's good because like we went to we went to Palm Springs. We were there for two weeks uh, a couple weeks ago. We were there for two weeks, and I love Palm Springs. You know that you love Palm Springs as well. I got married yeah. in Palm Springs. We loved the place, but it was just we had to rent a house with a pool, and it was awesome. But the thing is, we couldn't do anything else. It was just like we left pretty much because we were going crazy inside our own house. Like it was just like, we have to get out of here. We have to like go change it up. And it was awesome. It was, it was great because we were just finally like away from just where we had literally haven't left for other than going to the grocery store for the past like five months. So like, it was awesome, but it was just weird because we traveled someplace that we loved. We love to go do things there. We love restaurants there. We just love it there. And then you can't do anything. It's like I would love to be able to travel with no restrictions because yeah. you could come here 
we can't do anything. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you can go, like, it's like, I could go home, but I can't see my friends. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. can go places, but you can't do anything. And like, I'm not trying, you know, it's like, we talked about this last week. Like, I have older parents. Like, I can't just travel across the country and go see them. No, but I could just, you know, go to Pittsburgh and sit there by myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and do absolutely nothing and wear a mask around or whatever but yeah traveling with no restrictions would be awesome because i would just love to be able just to i don't just have some kind of normalcy because that's what sucks even with restaurants have you gone to have you been into a restaurant doing the I mask have. thing have you yeah. done that mm-hmm. yeah how was how is that it's weird it really is weird. <laughs> it's almost like we debate like every time we do it, like, is this really worth it? You know, yeah. you know, we did take out for so long. So it's like, okay, this is a little bit. And we, we kind of scope out the, the restaurants. Our, our first priority is being able to sit somewhere outside. I think we've sat inside somewhere once and it was almost, it, and we didn't know that we thought we were being sat outside until we got sat at this inside table, but we were in like this, like almost private room where there was no one else around. But having the yeah masks on the whole time, you're 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 dealing with it. You know everything has to be a paper menu. Um, it is. It's it, it is our you know start to be part of the question. Like, is it worth it? You want to make sure like that the waiter, or the waitress feels comfortable. Do you feel comfortable? So it is. It's 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 strange. It it really is strange. And that's why I, th- I agree with you with um you know with the idea of being able to go somewhere to do those type of things that's what traveling is all about like i've got all these vacation days what the hell am i supposed to do with them like s- s- like take a day <laughs> off to sit at home when i'm already working from home like i can't go anywhere can't do anything so i got all these days i have to to burn through and use them trying to like figure out like and i'm not one to go to the beach anyway and nobody should be going right now by the way dude, so please stop <laughs> please stop um, can we talk about that like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable like, how people are still doing that. You know, I, I listen, I understand that trips are booked in advance. I understand they're like these trips that people take to Myrtle Beach, Virginia Beach, whatever beach you go to. But like, you can't go right now. <laughs> And then bring it back to wherever you're from because that's how all that's how we're in this mess. It's because people are going doing their trip to Florida where they drive 15 hours down to wherever and then coming back to wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that right <laughs> now. You just can't do that right now. It is so stupid to do, but like people just I I I it just it makes me cringe when I see that people are just out there just like no we are going on this vacation because it right. is summer and i don't care yeah i don't i don't get that there are trips you can take there are smart trips like you, you can take like you did uh when i was in deep creek a couple of weeks ago that's again it's sort of like okay we're here now what do we what can we do not a whole lot but at least it's a change of scenery but you know uh, these people that are traveling to these hotspot destinations and you're seeing like videos of people just like the beaches are covered uh, with people it just it it blows it blows my mind it does but um i'm i'm in that situation where it's like okay where are the safe places we can travel to by car where we can avoid people and i got to use these vacation days up because you lose you use them or lose them and so it's just this weird situation so that's why i think traveling you know because i don't want to take a day off to sit at home i just that's not going to do it yeah yeah that's like it, me and Siobhan were doing we're going through that same thing it was like I'm not taking a day off just to sit at home no. I can't just take a day off to <laughs> sit at home and I'm like I can't and I can't blame you I'm like telling her to take days off but I'm like I I don't know like but you don't want to lose them exactly you know? but it's also like I just I'm just gonna sit here so I'm just going to sit here and do what we do all day long Every you know day what anyways. I mean right like I yeah you can't it's like I don't have any grass to cut I'm not gonna take a day off to cut grass I'm not <laughs> a day off to do anything like what are we doing exactly it's, like at yeah, this rate, a, I'm going to be off the entire month of December, and then I'm not going to be able to go outside anyways because it's going to be December. So it's really yeah. going to be a waste. 
Yeah, and then it's all then it's all going to be a mess. But that's like a whole other depressing conversation oh, yeah. of what it's yeah. what this whole thing's going to be like right. when it's actually like dark outside and cold outside and it's oh, October man. and whatnot. That's just going uh, to be an it. absolute absolute mess. But yeah. uh, Dan, but guys, let us know at brunch breakdown. Yes, what do you think? What what's something that you would take that you want back in your to make your night life somewhat normal? But you, there's only that one thing, that one thing. I think a lot of people are probably surprised we didn't pick concerts. I'm surprised myself I didn't pick concerts because that's the first thing I was like, it's concerts. But then I'm like, wait, like concerts are here and they go to them a lot. But yeah, it's the simple things that yeah. I wish I could have back. Right. And I think that's probably what kind of started the the question in my head was probably concert related. Yeah. Um, And it sucks without them. I will 100% say that right now it absolutely blows but you know it's 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 close up there for me um i know they'll be there eventually but right now i need more of an escape i guess and i would take take uh take that for anything but yeah definitely uh hit us up at brunch breakdown i'm curious what the listeners uh what they would do yeah, that's what that's what I want to know. Um and speaking of concerts though, Glastonbury looks like it's not coming back till 2022, which does not because that's the little thing that was floated out there. And I feel like every time something's been floated out there for a festival or, you know, sports or whatever, it's been pretty much true at this point. Yeah. And if glass and if something's floated out there with Glastonbury in 2022, then that is bad news for our favorite festival, which is Coachella and any other festival that anybody else goes to, because it is it's that's that's trouble. And it's all about the insurance and People saying that they got if something happens because if they you know if something happens and they say they got COVID from Coachella, there's no way to prove that, right? So the insure it's just like a jockeying with the insurance companies because they don't want to be like giving forking over all this money over something that like you could have got COVID at the gas station that you stopped right. at. You could have got COVID anywhere because we just don't know. You know what I mean? There's not enough information. It's a new virus. That's what novel means. And for those who just are stupid. Um, but yeah, it's like we're learning about this virus every day. And insurance companies are like, we don't care. Like, we're like, no, nah. we're like, no, nah, nah. we're not. We're not about to like deal with that stuff. So that's not looking good. That's frightening yeah. to hear. It is. I just watched the. 2020 version of Lollapalooza, which they did mm. on their uh, YouTube channel <clears throat> this past weekend, which was supposed to be obviously in, in Chicago. Um, but they basically just did, uh, they had a schedule of old sets uh, from m- multiple years past, not just like it wasn't just 2019. Um, and it was just, it, it gave me that like sense of that connection again and what it felt like to be there. Um, like we watch, like one of the ones that I watched the entire set of was, uh, chance the rapper from a couple of years ago and his set there. And of course being in Chicago, it was even more special oh. for him. It was so, it was so incredible. And it just like, I get that excitement of it, but I was just like, gosh, I gotta get back. We gotta get back to this feeling in person soon because of like what it means and how many, how often you, we do it. And like you said, what Coachella means to us. And so. Another year off would be would be a rough oh. one. It certainly would. Oh, it's it's all it's just, it hurt when I saw that about Glastonbury because I'm like, if they're not having anything, no one's having anything. Right. Yeah. So that's not good to hear. Yeah. We just have to hope and pray every night for this vaccine. That's what we have to hope for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Got to do that. <laughs> now, Dan, I got some um, I, I got there's some rapid fire things. A lot of rapid fire topics. Let's do it. I, so, I can't wait. Ready? Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Um, Dunkin' Donuts closing 800 stores basically because of COVID, just ravaging through everything. Which coffee is yours? I know we talked about. I know we talked about pumpkin spice, but you didn't say what your if, if if Starbucks was your one. I mean, where are you going to get your coffee? What's your what's your thing? Well, that's an interesting take because yeah, I don't I don't really have a great. I'm, I don't get pumpkin spice lattes, so it's not okay. that for me. And what's really difficult is I like a medium roast coffee or like towards the darker end of thing things. And almost every flavored coffee, especially pumpkin spice is light roast. So it doesn't work that well for me. Uh. So I have to try to find it every year and it's extremely difficult. 
Um, you know, I think Starbucks is the closest thing, but uh, for coffee in general, it, it's Starbucks. I'm a Pike Place guy. Uh, I have that when I'm at home. I have that when I go there. Dunkin' Donuts is good, uh, but I'm a you know Starbucks guy when I'm getting coffee elsewhere or on the road somewhere. Um, but uh, I do love Dunkin' Donuts. I do love Dunkin' Donuts. That's that I got one right down the street. That's the closest one that I have to me. Any coffee shop, that's the closest one. And you know, I swing in there out of convenience. And you know, I'm I'm grabbing food. I'm grabbing food while I'm in there. It's easy for me to go into a Starbucks and not get something out of their like, you know, container of food of stuff that's been sitting there for like a day and a half and almost looks fake. You know, it but it's actually better. Fake. Yeah. <laughs> It right? always looks fake. And it's like, it's, but it's not. And when you get it, it looks better, but you're still like visually a little off from that. Yeah. Um, I don't get that. At, at Dunkin' Donuts, I have to go in there and, and get food. I can't walk in there and just get uh, coffee. So, you know, I appreciate them for their ability to, be, to get me to get a donut or one of their breakfast sandwiches when I'm in there at any hour of the day. Yeah. It's like, is, has that coffee cake been sitting there all day? Right. <laughs> like it just it just feels weird like anytime you get a sandwich from Starbucks you're like well you're grabbing that one yeah like I just thought that was there for show yeah is it just the lighting bad in there like what's what's going on it just doesn't look good but it's every Starbucks it's something about what they do but yeah the Dunkin thing hurts me because I because they put just put so many Dunkins in LA basically from the time that I've moved here it's like it was a big deal there were lines around the block when Dunkins showed up and now there's like a bunch of them around the city and i wonder how many are going to close because i need the ones in my area to stay because i love duncan haven't been able to get much duncan because i haven't really been going to many stores so i've been doing drive-through and there's not that many drive-through duncans here right so like i'm like i i need my duncans to stay past COVID. so that was that worried me a little bit yeah i hope that none of them near me are are going either especially that one uh down the street we'll be we're, we're praying for you duncan we're gonna you know make the best and hope that you yes. make it through at least where where we live but uh that's 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 rough to hear 800 stores 800 yeah that's a lot of stores yes. yeah yeah all right fire fest we all know the fire fest we're all obsessed with it what was it was it a year ago or two years ago that we were all obsessed fire we were finding out all the stuff about fire fest watching all the documentaries i think mm-hmm. that was like 2018 and uh if you haven't watched the fire fest documentaries on hulu and netflix i mean guys like do it to do it do it now fascinating <laughs> well now since that was a huge federal investigation there is a huge auction for all the stuff that was um being sold at the festival that never really happened so um you have you looked at this you've looked at this because you sent this out yeah so, uh, is there anything that you would buy from this Firefest auction because i can tell you there are a couple things that i'm like you know what this looks pretty good. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> like I could do it. Absolutely. Like they look good. And the, the value of them being this like, so crazy one of a kind item. Yep. Like now you think about that and you realize everybody thinks that way. And that's why the prices are absolutely ridiculous. So you're going to have to pay the price. I would love a Firefest shirt. Um, I, I really would. And Right now, as of right now, now when this podcast comes out, this could very well change because the prices are certainly escalating. Uh, you're paying in the neighborhood of $300 or more Oh yeah, for a shirt. Um, the hats seem to be the most popular item, I think. Um, what are those are over 400 now for some of the hats, but yeah, they got what they got, what uh, sweatpants and joggers and wristbands and tokens, right? <laughs> the token that's the one thing i was like you know what i think i want the firefest token that would be cool that would be i cool. think i want the firefest token but like I, there's so much stuff on here there's like oh there's 130 items on here that you could buy from the firefest and i i'm gonna I, you know i feel like i'm gonna look at these because it ends on april not april august 14th august 13th is when it ends and i am gonna be looking a little close because if I could snag like a pair of joggers off here, 
be kind of sweet. You just think you've got Firefest joggers. I mean, the Firefest was saying, and you know, in like 20 years, you can lie and tell some story about how you went and ate, you know, crappy cheese sandwiches or something like that. You can just lie right. to, your, right. to your kids or grandkids or something. Like, I, this seems, I mean, this is legit. If you got some, you know, you got like 400, 500 bucks just to throw away, you know, texasauction.com. Check it out. It's all there. <laughs> it is. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I'd maybe spend two hundred yeah. on something. Yeah, and, like, you know, is that where you'd probably go? Would you go any higher than that? I mean, I might go two fifty or something like that. But depending like, on there's, what it is. yeah, yeah, depending on what it is. But I, you know, these wristbands, like that's legit. You know, right now, what's like, like fifty bucks for the wristband? Yeah, for the wristband. That'd be yeah, one of a kind. I know it's one of a kind. It's just of a festival that you know they seized all the merch. And you got some of the merch. It's like, a, that I, would be that would be amazing to say. I mean, I, would you? I mean, I'd almost be like debated whether to wear it or frame it, or like both. Maybe you wear yeah. it for a while and then frame it. Like that, that, that could be. It's valuable. Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. Because there's sweatshirts on there that are like that just say fire on it, and I think I would just frame that like a jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's what I I would frame that like a jersey and just have that you know have that up there because it's. It's it's such an iconic thing. If you like music, if you like pop culture, Fire Festival has made its mark. You know. Do you think? Do you think those things will most things gain in value? Do you think that would actually yes. gain in value? Do yeah, you? Thousand percent. I didn't know thousand if like percent. maybe over time people just like you know forgot about it, don't care as much about it, and then it's just like yeah, yeah, maybe. But I it, they are going to be even more you know more difficult to find and difficult to get. 10 15 20 years down yeah. the road so yeah, it's an investment because i think that when when you have things like that like these big pop these big moments in pop culture and that's such a huge moment and i think it's only going to the story of it is only to get bigger over time sure. you know what i mean like billy mcfarlane if wherever he is if he's in jail or whatever he's yeah. doing right now <laughs> he's going to come out and he's going to talk again you know what i mean so in right. like 10 years jaw rule's not going anywhere so the more stories are just going to come out that's Everybody true. in that Firefest documentary to talk is not going anywhere. They're all going to be around. So, like, just think about all the stories that we've heard our entire lives of something that happens. It's like, you're, we're going to get this. Like, we're going to get a Firefest movie. Like, we're going to get all of these things. They're going to happen. And I am, um, I, and I really think they're going to appreciate. I think it's like, there's going to be a moment where if you have a Firefest hat, it's going to go for like, I don't know, 15 grand or yeah. something somewhere. <sighs> yeah. You know, Smithsonian's got to have Firefest <laughs> in there because that might be who you're betting against. You it might be, be just like, yeah, you could be bidding against the Smithsonian. <laughs> you got to have a Firefest wing in there, right? Like, you can't talk about the 2010s without talking about Firefest. Right. Come on. You can't do that. <laughs> Firefest. Good God. I might watch those documentaries again. What else am I going to do? I, I might just might just do it. They're that good. They're that yeah. good. Even though you know what happens, they're still that good. The, the amount of detail that they tell is just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Dude, I wow, Firefest. I just love it so much. <laughs> All right. Uh in another thing. Oh, by the way, speaking of Netflix, selling sunset. Our friend Chriselle, who loves the show, uh, <laughs> my wife's really good friend. Um, she that season three of Selling Sunset uh drops on Friday. So make sure you check it out. Nice. The show's awesome. And if you're a fan of real estate and drama, that's that's where you want to go. Have you watched Selling Sunset, Dan? Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. That's Phenomenal. what I figured. Phenomenal you, show. Yeah. You're and, a real you estate know, man. Right, right. I am. I'm a real estate yeah. man. And even if, <laughs> you know, we knew that Chriselle wasn't a, a close friend of the podcast and the show that it's still, you know, a, an amazing show that I'd be watching anyways. But uh, even that makes it even better. It's it's fantastic. No, it is. Uh, no, it's an awesome show. Make sure you check it out on, on Netflix. And last thing, Dan, uh, we're all sort of fans of The Bachelor here. I'm a big fan of The Bachelor here, but uh, there's a lot of drama with The Bachelorette. So the ba- have you heard about this? I have heard about it, yes. All right. So it started out Bachelorette Claire, right? Mm-hmm. And then she fell in love, apparently, before the show started. And she started filming the show, and she was like, I'm not doing this. Locked herself in her room. And was like, I'm not coming out to do this. Now there's a new bachelorette. Yeah. Her name's Tasia. She was on a couple seasons ago. And it's wild, dude. This is going to be the wildest season of the bachelorette. And I think that we probably have to, you know, 
We might have to do a week by week breakdown. We did in the original version of the brunch breakdown podcast. Yeah. We we did, and that was a memorable season. I mean, for me, probably because it's I think maybe the only season that I've watched, <laughs> but it was really, really uh, interesting and entertaining, and it definitely was something we we recapped every week. I might be willing to get back on board uh, for that just because of all the yeah drama that's built up with it. This is this is crazy, and I mean, I'm sure ABC's loving it. I guess I'm sure it was a little hectic at the time. Um, cause it could have been the biggest fraud season in history and yeah. it would have just been terrible. But now, you know, with this extra twist on it, it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, something to keep your eyes on. Oh my God. We're all still in quarantine. The ratings for the show are going to be absolutely be amazing. <laughs> like they're going to be, it's going to be wild. Cause there's going to be like a three hour episode just on all this stuff that happened with Claire. It's going to start out. So yeah, Bachelor's just going to be on from eight to 11. It's just going to be like, just screw that's it. What, like, that's what always, that's what always kills me. Those weeks where those like, epi- those long episodes come out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> I gotta be ready for this. But if, uh, I, I I'm willing to commit to it now, uh, to, to watch it this season and recap it. Yeah. Um, and I think Chris won't have a problem with it either. We'll have to naturally, uh, check with him as well. I know we had to twist his arm a little bit last time, but again, we're all sitting at home. What else are you going to do? So exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm willing to, to dive in for it. Oh yeah. We're doing this. If you guys want us to do it, hit us up at brunch yes. breakdown, but I think we're going to do it anyways. Cause do we need to, do we need to have a Twitter poll out there to see what people we think? might. Yeah. We're, okay, I think we're going to have to do that. Regardless what you guys say, we're probably going to do it anyways, because this is going to be too much fun. It's going to be way, way, way too much fun. Right. Well, well, Dan, let's get into it, man. Uh, what we're listening to this week, always my favorite segment, talk all the music that we've been listening to and checking out. And uh, I want to get your opinion on this before we get to our picks for what we're listening to. Specifically, Billie Eilish just put out her new record, uh, My Future, just put out her new song. Uh, what do you think about it? I love, I'm, uh, I'm like loving the song. I've played it a ton. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Billy as is like the entire world. So there's a really powerful statement that I just said. Um, <laughs> but it, so it's hard for me to find songs that I don't like of hers. Um, it took me two two listens. Yeah, I gave it. I gave it two listens, and I realized I I really really like it. Um, like I think I was thrown off the first time because right, it starts kind of soft and a little bit somber and slow, and I'm like, okay, you know, I. Billy does songs like this and I, and I get it. And maybe this is just another one of those. And I, you know, but when it's a single, you know, you tend, that doesn't tend to be a single. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, almost exactly halfway through the song, that drum beat kicks in. It starts to pick up a little bit. It gives it, it kind of has a, a jazzy Amy Winehouse feel to it. Yes. Right. Yes. So, and I'm like, Ooh, I am a hundred percent on board with this. So once I got the shock out of the way and listened to it, the second, third, fifth, 10th, 11th, 12th time. Now um, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm so glad that we got a song from her because last we'd heard from her, we're not getting an album until next year. We've had some singles from her along the way, but this is, this is what we needed. It was great. I think and lyrically, it's really great too. Yeah. I mean, Billy's lyrics are great. Like that's the one thing about Billy. Her lyrics are her, her lyrics are great, but um, no, I'm so happy you said Amy Winehouse because I was literally nervous to say that. Cause that's all I've been thinking about is like, was I'm like, was this song produced by Mark Ronson? It sounds like an Amy Winehouse record. Like yeah. I can hear Amy Winehouse on this. Like it is just, I, I love this song so much. I love when the beat changes and it's a happier vibe. And whether this is the first single from an album or not, I do think this is like her letting people know that I'm in a better place. Maybe the music I'm working on is going to be lighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not just this one, you know, kind of, you know, it's not just going to all be what you expect from Billie Eilish. Cause I mean, she was what, 16 when her album blew up. Now she's, you know, now she's 18. Mm-hmm. Things are changing in her life, you know, stuff like that. I think she just, bought a house i believe and now she's moving out of her parents house and stuff so it's kind of like a lot of things going on with billy so i'm i think if anything that's what this song represents that it's like okay i'm happier now i'm excited looking at my future so i i just really love i love this song 
I'm yeah. happy you mentioned Amy Whitehouse because that's all I've been thinking about for like a week. <laughs> well, I'm glad you I'm glad you thought yes. the same thing too because I was a little bit nervous to say it too. So I was like, <laughs> I, I hear it. I do. I really hear. You know, it's something that she could. It definitely could be one of her uh, one of her records. It could have been. So I'm yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yes. It's, it's a great song. <laughs> Oh, the same page for sure. Well, dude, uh, let's uh, get into what we are listening to. Um, I am going to go with first one. It's a country song. Shouts to Chris. He's not with us right now. But uh, Brad Paisley and Jimmy Allen, Freedom Was a Highway. Uh, it is just a, you're not going to like this song, Dan. I'm telling you that right now. This is just a country Great. jam. Like, it is windows down country. That's what this is. I, I love this song so much. And uh Jimmy Allen's been doing a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool collaborations. He's got a song with Nelly on his album that has uh, been on radio a lot. And that song's cool. But this one, this Freedom Was a Highway song, I, I just really like. So shouts to Jimmy Allen and uh, Brad Paisley. Grew up like 30 minutes down the road. Yeah. Growing yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to get some. You're going to hate that song, though. Dude. You know, hate it. we went <laughs> country free last week. I thought for sure without any of Chris's picks that we'd go this week. But there you are. So, thank well, thank you for the at least advanced warning. So, I'll just hit skip on it. Yeah, you're um, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with somebody that I think is extremely talented and kind of underappreciated in this scene. Um, Ava Max. Uh, she released a song called Who's Laughing Now? And I just think so much of her stuff is is so catchy. And I think she is talented. She's not just one of those like, uh label produced pop singers i think she has range to her voice that if you like really listen to it's there uh but the production on a lot of her songs is really really good um and this one has like a synth reggae sort of caribbean summer feel to it with it it's which is very kind of unique i know i just said synth and reggae back to back which is like okay this sounds like a good song (laughs) uh but honestly we were talking about you know songs summer type uh, upbeat songs last week the week before that this is one uh who's laughing now by ava max so check that one out big fan of hers big fan yeah i like i I like ava max a lot i like ava max a lot so I'm, i'm with you on that also uh sweet but psycho is like one of the songs that's on like every other peloton workout so <laughs> so you've heard it and, and i'm telling you right now everyone listening to this has heard sweet but psycho but you have no idea that you've heard it we've all heard it you've yeah. everyone's heard it for just sure letting you know right now for sure. is, if, like listen to you as soon as the song comes on you'll be like oh my god yes <laughs> i've heard this song you either love it or you hate it but no but right. regardless you hear it a lot but yeah, I really like Ava Max. So uh, big shouts to you on that one. Um, here's a song that I found out. I guess this song is apparently blowing up on TikTok. Apparently it is, right? Um, because sometimes I will just look at the, like, I'll look at what's trending on Apple Music or whatever and just like click on whatever the song title is and listen to it. That's how I found Blueberry Fago, honestly, because I was like, what is Blueberry Fago doing? Yeah. What? So that's how that happened. So there is uh, this song called backyard boy by claire rosencrantz um it's an incredible song the sound is awesome she's got an ep out called beverly hills boyfriend that's really good too i don't know where this girl came from i don't know i I like it's just this it shocked me it smacked me right in the mouth this week i love like these this ep is super good she's got some other songs don't really like them that much but i will say whatever's going on in this ep and whoever's working with her and just maybe it's just her i don't know um but claire rosencrantz check give that beverly hills boyfriend a listen and listen to backyard boy first and you will be in because if that is your if that is your kind of music that really gets you in you will be uh, you'll probably be obsessed with her like i am right now because i just i can't say enough things about claire rosencrantz right now nice all right that's a I love yeah. a good uh, discovery like out of nowhere. One, you will like this one, Dan. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love that. I love that. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with an artist who, Didi, somebody that you put one of their songs on uh, a few weeks back. It's been a few weeks now. Uh, Surf Mesa, I think it was ILY, I Love You. You put that one on there. That song has become uh, really, really popular um, over the past couple of weeks. So uh, there's a new release with uh, Gus Dapperton, who you will recognize from uh, the song with Benny, the Super Lonely, which 
I talked about a couple of weeks ago. So, of course, makes sense. Your song, your artist, my artist, we're the only two here. Uh, so they they teamed up for a song called Somewhere. Um, you know, it's kind of again, it's synthy electric uh, into the mix with, with with those two artists. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and so I think it's again, it's just if you like that style of music, kind of what you were saying, Didi, with uh, with either of those two. If you liked Ily, uh, if you liked Super Lonely in uh, Gus's voice, um, check out Somewhere. So that's another one that was released last week. Yeah, Surf Mesa. Good dude. Young kid. Uh, thought of the idea of I Love You Baby in Starbucks parking lot. Wow. Yeah, Starbucks parking lot. Uh, I, I, the, it's escaping me, the girl's name. On Emily. The song. Emily. That's right, Emily. Yeah, um, he, and he like called her up and he was like, I got this idea. This is what I'm doing. And then, you know, the rest is history. And That's it's a amazing. simple idea. I mean, it's just a cover of a, you know, of a classic and yeah. another cover of a class, like, I mean, everyone's, I feel like every generation has their own version of this song. I'm familiar with the Lauren Hill version and stuff. So, um, but yeah, but that song's just, I always amazing. It's freaking great. Oh yeah. I can't say enough about that song. Um, Logic. We talked about this slightly last week, um, mm-hmm. but Amen, that's the song I want to put on this, this week because I have listened to that song like every single morning. It's like coffee. Amen is so good. I think it's the, is it the last song. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's the second, second to last, to last. Song on the album. And it is super good. It should have been the last song. Like that song yeah. should either have been the first song or the last song on this album because it is that good. It's just like that is the end of this thing. He says everything he needs to say. And I get the last track is fine. But like this was where if you're if you're really doing this whole I'm retiring, this is the end of logic thing, which I don't believe. I don't think anybody actually believes. That's the song that you end on. Because that song is just, it is perfect. Like, it takes you to church. It takes you everywhere. You want to hear this song live. Like, it is, you know, I, I have go- I have grown kind of annoyed with Logic over the last couple years. But, like, this song is like, this is, he's in his, he's, he's in his bag. He's in his pocket. It's perfect place. Uh, Amen's amazing. I love that song. Yeah, I had, uh, I had that on my list, too, uh, from Logic. So I know, yeah, we touched lightly on it last week. And I gave you a very quick you know, yeah. opinion on the album. And I got a chance to really dive in and listen to it. And I really like it. I really think um, it's good. I also like hit my line uh, off of those tracks as well, but you're right. I, com- I couldn't agree with you more on amen being first track or last track. And that's, you know, I don't think it's his, his last work. Um, I don't think it's his best work as a complete album. Um, so I think that's going to be a motivating factor. And, you know, artists have different styles in different ways now where, you know, they start families and then they come back and they don't have to do, you know, a 60 city tour or something insane like that. They can have more control over it. So maybe, you know, his demand goes up and then he's able to, you know, give those demands to labels and things like that. But I hope it's not the the last that we hear of him, but definitely check out that No Pressure album and at least those uh, those two tracks we named. He's made so much money. Logic has made so much money. Yeah. Like it's, I, I understand. He don't have to come back. He doesn't have to come back. That is for sure. I don't, I believe that he is coming back, but I understand if he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to call it a day. Cause he's yeah. made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you got another Dan? I got, uh, yeah. One last one that I'll add on there. Um, a band called glass animals. Some people may or may not be familiar with, uh, with their work, uh, kind of in that alternative genre, but, uh, they released a song, um, off their upcoming album it actually comes out this Friday. The album's called dreamland. Um, they delayed it from a summer release, but the song is called, it's also incredibly loud. And, you know, it's really unique where the song actually crescendos and gets louder throughout the song and they do that just not by you know turning up the volume per se but they add these different layers and they add this orchestral element um that's really really unique at the first time i just listened to it i kind of went through it i thought okay this that's a pretty good song and then i went back and i kept listening to it again and again and again and the way that they kind of play off that loud title um you know you might have to listen for it you know to, to notice the the difference in the volume and the layers but I think it's really masterfully produced um, with it and really kind of a unique song. So I'm going to throw that one on the list too from Glass Animals. Nice, nice. I have I have one. I want to throw it back. Um, 
to a few years ago. Speaking, we were talking about concerts, and I actually, this song, I put this on a playlist when we were in Palm Springs, because I hadn't heard it in a long time. Major Lazer, Lean On. Ooh. We are very much so lacking summer songs right now. You know, summer's starting to come out. Some songs came out late. Taylor Swift's really, she's kind of owning the charts right now with a bunch of fall music, fall, winter music. But, so I had to listen to something good. Major Lazer, Lean On. Like, that song is still as good as it might even be better now than the first time that I heard it <laughs> back then. So, um, and you know, major laser, they're one of the acts that was it our first Coachella we went to was that. Uh, well, I got the posters in front of me. I should be able to uh, figure out yeah, which one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Year one. Uh, yeah. Major laser was our first year at Coachella. Yes. 2016 major laser brought out the band for uh yeah for lean on like it's absolutely incredible so that's the other song that i've been listening to a lot because and i've been listening to a lot of songs like cheerleader a bunch of different songs mm-hmm. of you know last songs of the summer because we just don't have that this year you know what i mean and, and those songs just brighten you know the mood up whether you're leaving your house or you know you're on the way to target or whatever like those you know the listen to the songs of the summer they help they help I love it. I, lo- I appreciate you bringing that back because, yeah, we need those positive summer type of songs. And, of course, that one with my girl Mu on there. Uh, she's amazing, and that song's amazing. That's a great pick. Oh, Dan, this has been another fun one of the Brunch Breakdown. This has. We covered a, a lot here today. We managed to do it uh, with a table for two, uh, which is fine. We hope that we'll have Chris back uh, soon, hopefully next week. But uh, – yeah, yeah, we got a, a lot covered there. And uh, like we said earlier, we want to hear from you guys on some of those topics. Get your thoughts. Let us know if you want us to watch The Bachelor uh, or Bachelorette or Bachelor, Bachelorette. But Bachelorette. we're going to probably do it. We're probably going to do it anyways. So uh, you can tweet Chris to convince him uh, of reasons yeah. why. But yeah, this was uh, this was another good one. Yes, another good one. Yeah, tweet at Chris Gates. Let him know that we are doing The Bachelorette and why, because he will need convincing. Yeah. That he will need it, but we're going to do it anyways. We're just going to sneak <laughs> on. We're just going to start talking about it. He won't know. He won't know why. So, right. all right. So make sure you follow us at Brunch Breakdown. Make sure you follow the Brunch Breakdown on YouTube. Follow us on all the things. To Spotify, you can listen to the podcast and listen to the, the Sounds of Brunch playlist. Also, um, what are we on? Stitcher. We're on everything. Google Podcasts, the- Apple Podcasts. Um everything yeah we are we're really you know we really are everywhere that uh podcasts are available yeah facebook uh at brunch breakdown uh make sure you follow us on there you can see a lot more long form content on there as well on twitter too so everywhere just hit up brunch breakdown and we will uh we'll give you a a nice fun menu excited yes yes always i i like the new weekly format that we're doing here i hope the listeners are enjoying i meant to ju- give a shout out to our uh, our listener in dublin ireland uh still still chiming in every week so appreciate yes. you <laughs> appreciate your uh loyalty so we're we're going global as we as we like to do wait when we're allowed to tour we're going straight dublin's first on the, on, first the on the list <laughs> first on the list brunch breakdown on our merch it just says dublin on the back right i love it you know, if you want your city to be on the back, keep listening to the brunch breakdown. That's but right. Dublin right now is the only tour stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I will uh we'll talk soon, man. And we'll talk yeah. next week. And we'll, uh, talk- we'll see you at the table. Yeah. See ya. Later. <laughs>